You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk, or nightly, depending on how my schedule shakes out, but it's directly into your headspace, and it's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryan Andrews of GSFromTheCouch.com, and I am, to quote, one of the defining songs of my youth, I'm still alive, I'm still alive, and the Blue Jays can apologize, oh, shout out to all those Mirror's Edge fans out there, um, yeah, so this series and Anaheim has not been worth my time staying up for, at least from a pure entertainment standpoint. But we do have things to talk about from last night's game, and we will talk about them. Um, but probably the biggest news for Blue Jays Nation is the one we will touch on first, and that is to preview tonight's game, the series finale in Los Angeles, which has no Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the lineup for the Blue Jays. And cue the panic. Cue the hand-wringing. Cue the he's being sent back down. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be like that. Uh, as, as stated, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. not in the lineup. Brandon Drury's in playing third. Charlie Montoyo said this is just a day off. And probably it's for the best given the start that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has had to his major league career. He did not look good last night. He's batting 167, which, you know, to put it into context, is pretty much what Mike Trout batted in his first season in the major leagues. So, you know, swings and roundabouts and all that. But, yeah, just he, he's not looked good. I'm not putting it lightly. He's looked frustrated. He's looked just out of sorts at the plate. And, you know, he's he's trying all these things. He's trying to work with whatever strike zone he's given, which, oh, dear, Mark Carlson strike zone last night was something to work with. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. And you can see he's trying to adjust to it on the fly, which, you know, when you're a super high prospect, you don't really have a chance to do without everyone seeing it, right? Like, whatever adjustment he makes is going to be instantly noticeable. We noticed last night when he took his batting gloves off to mimic his dad's approach to the plate. Didn't help. Um, he had another long fly out. So I like three of those where he'll just nail it deep, but just not quite get it there. And, you know, that it's a sign that it should be coming. Like those, those deep base hits. So they should turn into home runs, but they're just, they're not there. And I think Charlie Montoyo giving Vlad Jr. today off, A, was probably preordained anyway, 
just because there have been worries through the Blue Jays organization about how many days in a row Vlad Jr. can play. So he's played five in a row. So, you know, they give him the day off, especially considering they're on a road trip and they have to go to Texas next. And, oh, boy, won't that be fun, Texas. Uh, So it makes a lot of sense for Vlad to sit today to kind of clear his head, just soak in the atmosphere, and just observe Major League Baseball as opposed to trying to figure it out in the in the batter's box. Um, it uh, It's not great for Aaron Sanchez to not have a power hitter like Vlad Jr. in the lineup. Sanchez going tonight, and he's another guy who needs to... He needs to he needs to just figure something out. And I mean, hopefully, you know, he wasn't playing around with any suitcases prior to this start. He'll actually be able to pitch more than one inning against the Angels in front of his family. I hope his family has tickets for this one, considering what happened last year. But big thing for Aaron Sanchez is going to be just finding some modicum of control. And you you could see he was kind of doing it against Oakland, like in in Oakland, not not his last start. His last start was part of the problem because just the control has not been there, like at, at all. He's averaged three walks a game this season, and actually more than three walks a game. I think I'm counting wrong. <laughs> Yeah, he's got 20 walks and six starts. So that's not great. That's three and a third walks per game. This is why I didn't go into math. This is why I was an English major in university. But like he he has to find some manner of control. He has to find the strike zone. He, he has to stop just nibbling around. He has he has to, and I feel like I've been screaming this for like months, just attack the strike zone. Maybe Matt Shoemaker can drill that into his head while he's hobbling around on crutches or something. I, I don't know if Shoemaker's traveling with the team to continue that trend of, you know, the starters, you know, banding together. But he has to have some confidence in himself. Like... Like, just any kind of confidence. And I'm probably not the person to be giving that kind of pep talk, but he has the ability to attack batters if he chooses. And I know the finger things have been playing in his mind, and he said, like, he never dealt with a split fingernail before. So that's why he pulled himself out of the Oakland game, where he probably would have walked more batters and probably would be up to four per game, which is what he's hit in three of his last four starts. But... The main thing is he's got to have have the conviction to just attack these batters. Because we've seen what Angels batters do. They just sit back. They were more than content last night to just sit back and just let... let the pitches come to them and work that Carlson strike zone. That, oh my god, if I... <sighs> Like, a size zero model would have problems fitting 
into a garment that was as tight as Mark Carlson's strike zone last night. That was bad. But yeah, he's he's got to be able to to attack because like Mike Trout's just gonna sit back and take walks. Albert Pujols is just gonna sit back and take walks. Rest of the lineup, eh, maybe. But he has to be far more aggressive than he has been up to this point. And it'll it'll remain to be seen what kind of help he gets in that quest. Tyler Skaggs is starting tonight. Um hadn't had a pretty good start to the season so far. Two and two, three fifteen ERA. Um 411 ERA in his last five starts against Toronto, though. So Toronto has been able to hit him in the past. The problem is that's not the present. And like, like you're you're gonna essentially hope like Teoscar is is going to be able to to get something going finally. Um, Eric Sogard coming back will help. Like. The Blue Jays have have been lost in the leadoff spot. Freddie Galvis was pretty bad last night. Um, but actually, actually, we will we will talk about last night in a second. But first, you know, just a reminder that this podcast, like many on the Locked On Podcast Network, is sponsored by ZipRecruiter because hiring is challenging and annoying and difficult. There's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. It's a powerful technological marvel that sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards and is not content to just do that and be like, yeah, we're done, our job is done. No, they go further. They use their technology to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. And it's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through their site within the first day. Like, that is remarkable efficiency. That is the opposite of what Aaron Sanchez has been this season for the Blue Jays. So right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to this web address. It's ZipRecruiter.com, spelled exactly like you think, slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back and we have enough time to kind of go over last night's game. But honestly, why would we want to? I, I kid, there were a couple of bright spots last night that we can talk about, but it was just marred by some flat horrendous play from the Blue Jays last night. And it, it's disappointing because, you know, Marcus Stroman goes out there, makes a start on his birthday, uh, which, you know, we said happy birthday to him and expected, you know, the, the same kind of Marcus Stroman that we got 
so far this season. But again, that strike zone was freaking ridiculous last night. I have no idea where Mark Carlson is going with any of those. And Stroman was clearly affected. He was clearly frustrated. And you could see like Danny Jansen talking to Carlson back and forth, trying to figure out where the heck he's going with this strike zone. Cause it didn't look like it was a major league strike zone at all. It, it might be a strike zone fit for a 13 year old, but not, freaking Mike Trout but anyway you could see you could see it kind of bleed into the rest of the team just just making mental errors both both on the field and in the dugout like I don't know why they decided to challenge that stolen base where Calvis had to like come across the diamond to try and tag Andrelton Simmons and it was just not smart and you know you 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 see plays like Drury trying to field a a ball squirting into the outfield essentially like I would try to field a rat coming at me which I said last night but it it was just so disheartening it's like everything you don't want to see out of a young team that's supposed to be rebuilding and learning just mistake after mistake after mistake and you know i'd like to chalk it up to the time zone difference because time zones are annoying let's let's just get that clear if if nothing else this week has proven how annoying time zones are when they you know force you to stay up till 3 a.m to watch the rest of a game that was pretty much decided two hours earlier. But, you know, I said there were some good things in that game. Um, Rowdy Telez hitting another home run. That was a good thing. Like, he's he's a California kid, so he gets to do that in front of his, like, hometown people. So that was a good for him. Um, Randall Gritchuk, who's a former Angels draft pick, he got to hit a home run, so good for him. Maybe that'll be the spark that gets him going. Danny Jansen did have a good night at the plate, which the Blue Jays desperately need to find some consistent hitting at the bottom of that lineup. And Jansen was supposed to be that. He was supposed to be the guy who could reliably get on base as opposed to other catchers. And he just was not doing that at all in April, so... Hopefully, that's a sign he's turned the corner. You know, I look forward to (laughs) complaining about Danny Jansen going like 0 for 20 in the next five games, but whatever. And probably the biggest star for the Blue Jays last night was the youngest Blue Jay. And that would be Elvis Luciano, who came out of the bullpen and threw two and two-thirds scoreless in relief. He only allowed, like, one walk, which, you know, he's 19. You're going to get a walk out of him, You're especially with the strike zone. And I don't know if Carlson just loosened up, just like, yeah, this game's over, whatever, just pitch, kid. But he was the lifesaver for the Blue Jays, especially considering Thomas Pannone's been moved out of the equation because he's going to be starting on Saturday. So having him come out there and just deliver 
ex- on exactly the promise that the Blue Jays saw in him when they took him from Kansas City in the Rule 5 draft. Just just give that tantalizing glimpse of what he could be and, and even what he is now. If he can be that every night and and then, you know, you have Barucki coming back, you have Richard coming back, so you'll have Pannon back in the pen or maybe even in Buffalo, depending on how it goes. But that's two to three long men that the Blue Jays now have in their bullpen. So now they can cover when Marcus Stroman has an outing where he just gets knocked around the park by a team. They can cover when when Aaron Sanchez has to leave with a finger injury. They did not have that at all last year, and it was frustrating to watch them try and just wring innings out of people who had no business going multiple innings. Like, like, I love that start from John Axford, but he's not a multiple-inning guy. He is a one-inning guy. Tyler Clippard was a one-inning guy. So to have guys like Sam Gaviglio, who's posting a sub-one ERA, to have a Thomas Pannone, to have an Elvis Luciano is so huge for a team that now has a lot of question marks around their starters. So... Very thankful for that. Very thankful for Elvis Luciano coming out there and just dominating like that. It was awesome. So thank you for giving me a reason to stay up that late, Elvis. Uh, if only I was more of an Elvis Presley fan, I'd have more references to make. But, you know, I was born in 1988. I, he was dead for like five years. I, I don't know a lot of Elvis songs. Um... There was a little less conversation about how bad the Blue Jays were. How about that? Yeah, that's right. I remember that one because Junkie XL did a remix. And I saw the Nike commercial for that. And it was awesome because it was like three-on-three soccer in a cage. YouTube that if if you have some time. It's five minutes. You get to see Eric Cantona be snarky for the whole thing. It's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's a recommendation. I will end this episode of Locked on Jays on by going to see a 20-year-old music video. So, yeah. Um, Again, thank you all for listening. Just a reminder, tomorrow is Fan Friday on the podcast. So if you want to get involved, follow me at NeoEC18. That's NeoEC18. Follow the podcast at LockedOnJays on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow Locked On MLB if you want other MLB takes on teams throughout the league. Um, A reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Himalaya, on Spotify, where you can also check out that Elvis JXL remix. You can uh, do it on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. You can take it on your smart device and play it in your car when you're going to work or, you know, just sitting in the air conditioning because it's starting to get warmer out. However you want to do it, we do not judge here. Well, we judge on certain things, but not on that. So you're in the clear. And yeah, just uh, thank you. Get those tweets in for tomorrow. So hopefully we have lots of stuff to talk about. And for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network, for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, and for everyone at ZipRecruiter, which is the smartest way to hire, uh, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.